Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. of the game Panthers v Rabbitohs again I, I, we already kind of spoke about it but first of all the I just want to get it out of my system because I got to say it, that Luke Garner knock on that didn't even get looked at maybe I'm going crazy but that is a knock on every single day of the week how it was not even looked at how we didn't even see a camera angle in the try replay it was like I it it just blows my mind because it, it makes you start to question like, how come we're not even seeing a replay where we can see in a direct line if it came out or not? <clears throat> um, but it doesn't mean the Panthers didn't deserve to win the game at all. I just thought that some of the calls over the weekend, and I know we try to be very positive with the refs and that. It's, the thing is, I always say this, the calls on the fly, I'll cop nearly every day of the week because it's like things happen so quickly. It's like a knock on from a player. It's when you're watching the video ref has all the opportunity to go, oh, hang on a sec, and they don't. You go, what? Like, I don't understand. Like, so anyway, uh, that just was, I don't know. What were your th- am I going crazy or is that a knock on? We check everything. Everything. Why wouldn't you check that? It is It was insane. outrageous. I, yeah, I couldn't. I was just, when it, when it was confirmed with no second look, I couldn't believe it. I, I couldn't believe they didn't look at it, but I, I wasn't as strong on it being a knock on. Mm. I, I thought it. I thought you could definitely argue it came out backwards uh, and I was happy for it to be given as a try. That being said, like, as I cannot believe it wasn't, they didn't go upstairs for it. And if they did go upstairs and called it a knock on, I would have been like, okay, sweet. But yeah, I'm not as heavy against it. I, I can see I just think that it. like, okay, like technically you could go, oh, was it directly not a, like, was it, that has been called a knock on since forever. Like you do that coming out of your own end and like someone just dives on the ball. Mm. You reckon that's not getting called? Th- th- that has been in the past, but as an isolated incident, mm. like it didn't come in contact with anything coming out of the arm, I don't think. And if we're drawing, we didn't even get to see whether it yeah, did though. Yeah, yeah. And then if we're drawing a straight line, I thought it went backwards. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Far out. That's crazy. What, Maddie? What do you reckon, bro? It's actually funny. We were 
we were checking into Wagga as this was kind of happening, and I was at the desk, and Timmy was had a, was watching it on his phone, and he's like, "Oh, Penn scored." I'm like, "Fuck!" And he's like, "Oh no, don't worry, don't worry. Um, I think they're gonna call this back. Like they're gonna call this back. Turn the phone off." And then it wasn't until we got to the pub where we looked at the score and it was ten nil. I'm like, "Timmy, what do you what do you mean? It was four nil before. <laughs> what are you talking about?" And he's like, "Oh fuck!" But then yeah, we had a look at the replay, and at the time. I was happy. I was actually happy with the call. I didn't. I didn't even know. Honestly, didn't even know they didn't check it. But then, oh, I saw another replay of it on. I think it might have been Saturday night. And the more I look at it, the more, like, the more I think it's a genuine knock on. Like he didn't even try and pass the ball. It, it, it just That's pops out. Like the thing is that is like regardless of whether it was line or forward or whatever, that's been called a knock on forever. Forever. I feel like, as though there's a, another angle out there that I didn't see because people are so strong about it. And I was like, from the angle that I saw on, I think it must have been KO, I thought it went backwards. Mm. But then people are so strong about it, like, I've missed an angle here somewhere. <laughs> Mate, I mean, look, maybe I'm going crazy. Yeah. But I just think that it's just been cool. It's like, for example, how many times did, we, did you watch over the last 10 years, a bomb will go to a fullback and he'll drop it, and like technically it goes backwards, but they call it a knock-on. Yeah, or you, or you get a pass on dummy half that's here and you drop it. Yeah. Like, technically, it has gone backwards, but it's a knock-on knock every on. single time. Every you know single it's time. Gonna be. So oh, like, I, yeah, I'm looking at it as an isolated incident, incident, but from what we've seen in the past, yeah, called a knock-on yeah. all the time. Um, sure. But like in saying, like, and I, I'm more talking about the call, I'm not saying Penrith wouldn't have won the game. I thought Penrith mm. were outstanding. Um, and and I, if that was the only call from the weekend, I probably wouldn't be saying anything. Yeah. Um, you can take it off now, mate. <laughs> you've done your you've Thanks done guys. your duty. Good you've done your duty. You still look like a dickhead. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Um, if it was an isolated poor call from the ref over the weekend, I'd just be like, yeah, whatever. I probably wouldn't. Even, but I mean, there were some absolute howlers over the weekend. What did you think? And I personally thought they got it exactly right, but I've seen a lot of pushback online. The when Nathan Cleary was standing up and his finger touched the ball in Tom Burgess's hands and he lost it. They called knock on Tom Burgess. Do you remember that one? It was at the start of the game. It was yeah. about 15 minutes. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, I, I, I thought it was one. the exact right call. I thought it was a loose carry. It was definitely a loose carry. 100%. If your mm. finger strays past the ball and the ball falls out. Yeah, you've got to carry it stronger than that. Yeah, 100%. Like, yeah. there's got to be some onus on the ball it was carry. A, I actually thought that was a fantastic, and I think that people going by the book, black and white, not using any footy mm. context whatsoever said it was the wrong call, but I was so glad the referees made that. It was common sense, hold the ball tighter. Yeah, hold, 100% hold the ball tighter. And also, like, the, the ball came out like that, but yeah. I didn't see enough force from Cleary's hand to make that, yeah. you know, know what I mean? Like, I did, that was more, I think, Burgess pulling it that way and, and kind of... It was of, a great common sense call by the bunker, which is good to see. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I mean, and there's going to be some people that, you know, the cheek cam um, tries in the offload, that his hand scraped the ground. To me, that's a 50-50 call that can go either way. Yeah. Like, that's not a clear... Because he's got momentum, he, he doesn't hit the ground and then offload. He's literally, as he's falling, goes like that. And well, it just happens to The, the other it. one that was interesting was... And, Matty, who was it? Someone, someone from South was trying to play the ball and Jerome Luai was at first marker. And they went to stand up. And as they stood up, the ball hit Jerome Luai's knee. Oh, yeah. And they said that he's got, obviously, clear the ruck but mm. it, geez, it's, it's a tough one when you're like that like he's mm. obviously not trying to he's trying to get off the tackle I mean what's to stop you from jamming the ball into the players knee yeah. it, it, it's, it's a hard grey area it, that one I don't know what the answer see, is see there, ones but. like that like the Cheekham one the, the Jerome one like I'm happy to go that's a 50-50 yeah, tough call yeah it is what it is whereas yeah. when, when I see stuff that like we've been calling that a knock on for so so long and they don't get it I mean there was like 
the double movement from Stefano yeah, Logan. Yeah, Yeah. Like, are you serious? There, there was even one last week where the Roosters, um, someone threw a cutout ball to Nat Butcher and he was standing like that. It went <coughs> straight through his hands, hit his chest and rebound backwards. And the bunker <coughs> called a knock-on, thankfully. But the commentators were like, I mean, it didn't touch his hands as it play on. I'm like... When has that ever not been a knock-on? If you're if you're attempting, attempting to catch, to catch ball. a ball, it hits you in the chest or shoulders, mm. it's a knock-on. Yeah. End of story. Mate, that Stefano one, like how they were like, oh, yeah, his body. But if he had kept the ball like that, it would have given the fullback a chance to go. Yep. Like he would have been able to hold him up better. But it's because he went like that, he could – like think about how different that is. Like people obviously watch on YouTube. There's a huge difference between this and that. Yeah. Like it's – Try and, okay, try and stop someone from <laughs> like that. Now try and hold someone like that. It's much easier. You've got a handle right there. Crazy call. Um, then there was one, the Roosters game. Lindsay Collins clearly shouldered um, Jack- Jackson Ford in the head. Like clear mm-hmm. contact, shouldered ahead, not on report, no penalty. I just, like, what is, <laughs> brain explosion. Jackson Ford gets taken off. It's, some of these calls I just don't understand. And again, it's more about the consistency of it. Like, blokes were getting sent ten like little taps on the head. Jackson Ford literally shoulder to head. You can see it right there. Not even on report. Like, yeah. And it ends his afternoon. And really afternoon. screwed the Warriors over. <coughs> Massively. Yeah. Uh, so some of the calls on the weekend, just, again, it's the in play, I'll cop the 50-50s all day. It's part of rugby league. But if we've got a video ref and you're making howlers still, I don't understand I mean, that. you're constantly telling us how good the bunker is and how effective it is. You've got to get them right. Yeah. Oh. Or close to right. Or I, look like you're trying. Or like the Stefano one. Like, in what... Like, who honestly thought that wasn't a double movement? Like, I don't know. Anyway, back to the Panthers, Rabbitohs. Uh, look, we went, I think you, there'd be some that would argue, okay, maybe we're hyping Panthers up too much because this, the Rabbitohs forward pack were missing essentially four of their front rowers, really. And that's where Panthers won the game, through the middle. Um, but I still think that the Panthers looked much better than last week. Are they as damaging and devastating as they were last couple of years? No, I don't think they are. Um, but I thought that Fisher-Harris and Leota looked like their usual selves. They looked a bit flat last week and the week before. They look like their usual selves this week. Yeah, we're not telling you the Panthers are back to their absolute peak, mm. but they're definitely heading in the right direction. You could see improvements there. And I understand South Sydney, that they were missing players and whatnot, but... South Sydney are just one of those clubs that, you know, no matter who's running out for them, they're going to have a red-hot crack. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Penrith, I think they're heading in the right direction. Uh, I, I think it'll be very interesting. We said this last week. They're going into a camp in Kiama this week, the Panthers. So, obviously, just a chance to regroup and get their thoughts together again. And I reckon it'll be very interesting to the Panthers side that comes out in mm. two weeks against Parramatta on Thursday. Yeah. Timmy, what do you reckon about the game, mate? Yeah, um, but similar enough to you, boys. I thought, you said, the Bunnies can take so much out of it. With so, so many middles out, you know, David Mulally was even taken off after 10 minutes. Shaq Mitchell got through big minutes, got through a heap of work. Uh, they'll take a lot out of that loss. You mm. know, I don't think... While the Panthers weren't outstanding, there weren't many teams that would have been going to Penrith after Penrith coming off two losses in a row that would have beaten them in that game. Uh, Penrith was solid enough, better signs, but... You know, still not the Panthers of old just yet. Just yet. I mean, they may build into it. We did discuss earlier, um, I think it was a preview of the season, basically saying you almost want the Panthers to, to warm into the season because I just, they physically can't do what they've been doing. Uh, look, and I'm happy to be proven wrong and they can, I mean, they've proven us all wrong for the last two years. I just can't see how it's humanly possible 
to yeah. go again and only lose three matches for a whole season. Yeah, and I would suggest that Ivan would almost be sitting here going, after Origin, we press go. Yeah, I, I think so. For us. It'd almost be silly to press too hard too early. Yeah. Um, I will say I love seeing Stephen Crichton get back to his best. Because the thing is, he's not playing that much di- differently, but he just removed the errors from the game. Yeah. Just smoothed it out a lot. Like, you could tell that that was a focused critter. Yeah. Whereas... You know, we discussed last week, I do feel like Crito was probably struggling with everything that happened in the off-season and kind of the negative press around him because I like it. it's not just a normal player for playing for a normal club. It's a guy that has a deep connection to the area. So the, when, when you're from areas like that, I can't speak for everyone, and this is just my opinion, but there is a sense of loyalty. Like we are, we are from a tough area. We stay together because no one gives a shit about us. And so it's almost that would mean more to Critter than a lot of other players because he's dealing with a different kind of community. Now, it's not to say that if you're from a better off area that you're not loyal at all. Like every, I'm just saying that he is from an, an area where loyalty is everything. And, and so when you're getting painted as a guy that isn't loyal to the area, it can affect your mentality. It really can. Yeah, for sure. And I think that it showed with that back five. You know, last year you get to hear every Monday, you go, geez, Brian Tyler ran for 250 metres. Mm. He ran for 168, but all of them ran for over 130, their entire back five. And I think it was uh, Joey Johns had an interview with Taruva after the game. And he sort of said, oh, you know, you guys ran for a lot of metres. He went, yeah, it was a big thing for us back five that we were going to mm. help the other boys. It wasn't going to be up to one guy. And Joey sort of said, oh, you know, you topped it. And he sort of went, did I? How good's yeah. that? Well, he yeah. was excited that he did it yeah. compared to your Toto's, your Dylan Eversley sort of guys. So, yeah, a real team effort by Penrith. Yeah, for sure. And Taruva was outstanding. Was great. Like 20 yeah. carries, 200-plus metres, absolutely outstanding. And to think that you can bring in a guy like that on yeah. the team. And also, like, if, you know, if – Six weeks ago, we said, oh, round two, we're going to be saying Taruva was terrific. You're, you're like, oh, he scored three tries. Mm. Mm. No, nah, ju- he was just taking tough <coughs> carries. You know, he was in my team of the week until literally Knights Tigers. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And, and if you would have picked him, it would have made complete sense to yeah. me. Yeah. I mean, just, they just – what I love about Panthers is, is they have a standard for their backs and they make everyone meet it. Yeah. If you don't meet that standard, then you don't fit their system. And, and it, might, it would suck for outside backs that have other stuff to offer – but they got a system and they make sure that even if, like, Taruva's not that big. Like, he's big for a normal person, but yep. not big for an outside back. He had the least amount of tackle breaks out of the back five and had the most post contact. Yeah, because he was just going all yep. day. And he got jammed a few times, gets back up, goes again. Uh, yeah, so Taruva was outstanding. It was good to see Critter back to where he's at. Um, so almost silence. There was a bit of noise going about him. Oh, he's not a good boy for the doggies and that. And It's one game at fullback, guys. Seriously, like... We're so quick, and I get it. It's part of the fun of rugby league. You know, you ride the highs and you ride the lows and you talk shit. It's all part of rugby league. So I'm not sitting there saying don't have, you know, strong, passionate opinions. But sometimes we just need to be a bit more patient with players. Critter is 22 years old. 22 years old. He has plenty of time to learn what he needs to. And, mate, I'm sorry. First two and two years of Dylan Edwards' career, no no one thought he was going to be anything special. Mate, not anything special. I thought he was nowhere near first grade standard. The debut was awful. Like there Natural was a, was a stinker, wasn't it? Yeah, remember? No, I think his debut was good. I think it was a couple of games after because I think his okay. debut he ran for like a record amount of minutes. Well, he had an awful game in his dropped first like few. Yeah, 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 dropped like six or seven yeah. balls. Yeah, 
And I'm going, how is this guy still in first grade? And Ivan Cleary, to his credit, it doesn't, Ivan Cleary doesn't get anywhere near the credit that he deserves. I mean, he took a Warriors side to the grand final. Like, mm. he doesn't get anywhere near the credit he deserves. And he's matured as a coach for sure. But at the time, Ivan Cleary backed him to the death. He was like, people were like, what is this kid doing in first grade? Six drop balls, rah, rah. And Ivan Cleary just backed him, backed him, backed him. Now he's sitting, what, equal second on the equal second or third? Don't kill me, Maddie. Don't kill me. <laughs> He's in the top 10-ish for Daly M points. How yeah. good was it to see also on Dylan Edwards lipping off? Like one of the nicest yeah. blokes in the game and he was lipping off all games. They were clearly trying to get under his skin or something had happened to fire him up. But lipping off a bloke, standing up to blokes and then saving the game by knocking the ball dead with that scramble on the buzzer. Yep. It was so, – I, I love seeing that. And I, and I love because the Panthers, like there are – the Panthers lose. There are so many people waiting to put the boot in. And I think the Panthers can feel that. So they're like, you know what? If we're going to be the bad guy, we'll be the fucking bad guy then. Because yeah. you call us a bad guy anyway, so fuck it. And they back it up. And they do. They really do. Get upset all you want. They back it up. Stop them. <laughs> That's, it's funny. Like Greg Alexander, the whole drama with the Tigers and Knights at the end of the game with Hastings, Clemmer and uh, Talao. Greg Alexander said what most footy players say. Winners are grinners and winners get to talk. Yep. If, you, if you want to change it, change it. Like, yeah. And I've pointed out a number of times, you go back to after the 2020 grand final they lost, they're humble as all hell. They're not carrying on a treat. They took it on the chin. They came back bigger and better and stand in their way. Absolutely. Great performance by the Rabbitohs. So it's going to be interesting to see. They're going to be a really interesting team to follow because you almost don't want them to go back. You don't want them to be the Penrith of the last two years because you're going to be like, there's no way they can hold on to that for the whole year. And maybe they can, but... I just don't see a world where they can go another season only dropping two or three games. I just, with, with the improvement of the competition, with the rules, it's funny, like, we've made all these rule changes, but we're almost back to where we were. We really are. <laughs> like, we, that you get penalties inside your 40, and then there's a few 60 again calls. Like, there's been a tiny tweak. So what, we're, uh, what are we, 16 games in? Have you seen a player with two feet on their try line defending it, or what? <laughs> so apparently, so I, I chased it up. Their argument is, is that the try line is that technically not the field of play. It's the dead ball. It's the dead ball. So therefore, you don't have to have two feet behind it. <laughs> I mean, they've come to the right conclusion. They went the hardest way possible yeah. to come to the right conclusion. That sounds ridiculous, but we're, we're where we want to be anyway. So <laughs> yeah, so I, be it. I think mostly the the uh, the we've the wrestle we've got we've given refs weapons to negate the wrestle the wrestle's still there like the amount of times i see six against not get given and players are like oh, oh and they're, they're all like all over. it's like i wonder if the refs do wrestling because i feel like if the refs did wrestling they would see the bullshit the amount of times i hear milking milking i'm like milking is in a bloody <laughs> chokehold what are you talking about um but yeah i think the game's in a really good place i really do aside from the hells or whatever I think we've got the good mix between trying to attack the wrestle. The good thing with the rest is, even though they, you know, there's sometimes I don't give it, at least they have a weapon to go, boys, you keep wrestling. I'm just going to go six again, six again, six yeah. again. And then the players go, oh, shit, we've, we've got to get off the tackle quickly. Yeah. And, you know, in 10 years' time, we'll be, or whoever's us in 10 years, we'll be sitting here going, okay, it's not wrestle anymore. It's this. Yeah, yeah it'll, it'll be overcome something else. This. There'll be something else yeah. that takes over because that's that's how the game develops. Like only three favourites won on the weekend. How yeah. good is that for rugby league? Yeah. Like, so the, rugby league is in a really good spot. And you've got to give credit where credit is due. Random, random stats guy had one I saw pop up. Was it first time in the NRL era that after two rounds, no side from the top eight 
last season was in the top four. I know it's only two rounds in, and I know teams had the bye, uh, so make what you will. But regardless, it's good to see, as you said, upsets everywhere. Yep. That's what we want to see in footy. 100%. It, like, it, it engages fans. Like So right now, Seagulls number one, Dolphins number two, Dragons number three, Broncos four, Panthers five, Rabbitohs six, Warriors seventh, Titans eighth. Like I know it's two rounds, but it's still at least they're there. Great to see. Yeah. Um, what about so Nathan Cleary when he went off hobbling? <laughs> Talk about the Panthers going because they haven't had to deal with like they'd had to deal with him when he got suspended. I think it was like what six weeks or whatever. Yeah. But they haven't had to deal with like key player out for a long period. Yeah. Well, they they, they had was it twenty twenty one after Origin they lost Luai and Nath for X amount of weeks, but. They had top four sewn up. Yeah, so it, was so it okay. wasn't stressing. Yeah. And everyone knew yeah. week one of the finals, they'd be, be back. Sweet. Now, yeah. there were questions, and we asked the question, would they be match fit, ready to go? They came out and fucking blistered, so yeah, they were. Um, but they haven't had to deal with that. And, and although I would never, I'm not wishing injuries on anyone, fucking no way. But it is a part of rugby league. It will be interesting to see how they deal with it. And that's where you're sitting there going, fuck, if they do lose a half... Sean O'Sullivan's not there. Mm. Isaiah Katoa's not there. They brought Jack Cogger back. Just quietly, Guru. Did Panthers let go of the wrong seven? Because there's one seven that's two for two. And there's one seven that's lost. <laughs> the great SOS, Sean O'Sullivan. Same with the 5 eight, Katoa been, too. He's yeah. been dudded. Sean O'Sullivan's <laughs> been dudded. Maybe they should have made... There's going to be an article in Daily Telegraph tomorrow. Let go of the wrong seven. Big SOS on the front of the Daily Telegraph. Could you imagine as a troll? That would be that would be all time from the Telegraph. If there was a genuine article going, you know, here's all the things that Cleary did wrong in the first two games. The great Sean O'Sullivan has gone on to fucking do. And we know that if there's be- one bloke to ride it, it's Buzz Rothfield. Oh. <laughs> Buzz will eat that one up. If Mate, imagine, is. imagine yeah. the response. It would probably be the most red story all year. Oh, People would, would lose their mind. Yeah. Seriously, if you're a journo, do it as a troll. Who gives a shit? Because you, <laughs> you know what? Just write staff writer. Just write staff yeah. writer. <laughs> Um, if it's not Buzz, it'll be a uh, Batuta that my dad yells at yeah. without realising. <laughs> oh, fuck. Batuta is so good. Oh, Best. my God. How do they stay so on point for so long? It's just... They never miss. They never, never miss. And it's always... Tr- like, whatever they say, there's always a kernel of truth to yeah. it. Even if it's, like, directed at you, like, as in you're the, the butt of the joke, you have to go, yeah, they're kind of right. <laughs> they're kind of right. Oh, I think it's like an art... Like, I don't have the ability to do it. It's an art form to make headlines like that that... Completely take the piss, but you can tell their satire at the same time. Yeah. But there's truth in there's every single one. Hundred percent truth in it. In eight words, it's incredible. Perfect. It's incredible. Like they, whatever they're getting paid, it's not enough. Yeah, <laughs> they should be worth so much money. Um, anyway, back to the Panthers. Uh, outside of that, you, you know what's crazy as well? I reckon Dylan Edwards, and this is going to sound stupid because he's a fullback, rah rah. But I think he has now become almost a key player, not on Nathan Cleary's level, but I would argue that. Dylan Edwards is more of a key player than Jerome Luai for the Penrith Panthers. And that's yeah. not taken away from Jerome Luai yeah, at all. Not, yeah. There's an argument there, though, for sure. And, but I mean, I think the evidence is there when he's not playing. They're a different side. Different side. Like, yeah. he is so important to them. Jerome Luai's uh, kick, though, on that Luke Garner thing was f- amazing. Yeah. To, to do the splits, well, he's doing the bloody Usher splits. <laughs> you watch it too much. Usher, Jerome. Chill on the Usher, bro. You got it bad. Have a breakup with something, bros. <laughs> we need to talk. Shoot us a DM, Jerome. <laughs> Jesus, doing usher splits on the field, kicking. Holy! Um, but anyway, that yeah, that was like to nail that kick. 
And that's what he offers is just like every now and then he'll just do something where you go, oh, wow, like yeah. that's why they, you know, kept him over a guy like Matty Burton. I'm not saying he's better than Burton. I'm just saying that that's why. And when he's not doing the old wow things, he just gets most things right in other parts. Like he just does his job, just yeah. plays his role in this team. <laughs> and that's that's what quite often like – and I, I understand he's, he's done things that people might not appreciate, but people, you know, think that he wants to be the star of the show. His football is the opposite. Mm. He just plays his role in this footy side. Yeah, he does. I will say – I'm so mixed on Luke Garner because I loved his energy on the weekend. I thought his energy, he was running crazy strong lines. He ran for quite a few metres. I think he had his most runs since being at the club, but he also had like three or four errors. So I'm actually, people that are filthy on Garner, I say give him another few weeks because he can sort the errors out. Even though technically you would say not a great game because of the errors, he's added, like he's finding his space in the side. Give him a few weeks to sort the errors out. If he, if he had zero errors in that game, it's a great game by Garner. And you go, he's kept his spot for the week. What did you guys think of Garner? Yeah, I was sitting here last week thinking he is just about good as gone. I, I didn't think he'd be uh, able to survive the next few weeks. But he impressed me the other night. He looked better. He did have those couple of errors and whatnot. But I think that he's definitely warming to that task nine, on the left edge. Nine tackle breaks. Yeah. He had 10 runs, 97 metres. So basically 10 metres a run. He had a few offloads. A line too, break. Yeah. He had two offloads. He had a line break, a line break assist, 30 tackles, two misses. And two tries disallowed. And two tries disallowed. <laughs> yeah. You know, so – and that, I think that was like the errors that – so he had – and then he had – oh, he also had the mm. – oh, that should be a try assist. Where's the try assist? What's going on <laughs> here? And then a try assist. Um, and so he had those few errors. But, again, that's just like you can – look, he's been playing footy for so long. You can coach that out. It's, it's totally fine. That can happen. I think that's a great game from Garner. I did think it was interesting – the reserve grade team played at five o'clock that afternoon. Um, Lindsay Smith and Zach Hosking played that game. Mm. They pulled Lindsay Smith after 41 minutes so that he could be the 18th man that night and they let Hosking play the full 80 on the left edge. Wow. So I, I don't think it's a, I don't think the case is closed yet. I think Hosking oh, for sure definitely is just, it's far from closed yet. But, but I, I, just I think, think Garner helped his cause the other he day. He helped his cause the yep. other day. As I said, a couple of errors or whatever it was, but... I'm sure Ivan's sitting there going, we can sort that out. Yeah. What, Big time. Yeah. I thought Garner was great. And, and it speaks volumes that, like, he knew the pressure was on him with Zach Hosking in reserve grade piling it on. So if he didn't have a good game, he could have been out of that side. So mm. I, I genuinely believe he's building match fitness yep. to get to, to become that 80-minute player for them. And, and, you know, I reckon there was potential that he was underdone and we saw that with the minutes he played in round one and round two. But they used him for what he's good. good and that's his line running ability. He looks so dangerous. And as much as it's on him, like the combination with Jerome Luai, who's working with a completely different background to what he yeah. has done for years, mm. uh, it was always going to take time. And there's signs there after two games together that, you know, I think they'll be fine. So mm. I thought Gunn was great. And you're right on the errors, Kempi. You can get them out of your game. Yeah, for sure. It's just, yeah. That, sometimes you just have games, you have a couple of errors, mm. like it's rugby league. What did you, and I please don't want people to take this as me trying to create something between Luai and Sam, and I don't think it was at all. Mm. What did you make of them moving Liam Martin to the left side in the back end of the game when they took Garner off the book? and they put Salmon on the right. Mm. Do you think that's just Salmon just prefer to be on the right? or No, I, I think they've realised they need someone damaging with Luai. Yep, like okay. a big part of Luai's game, and that's, you know, Salmon, he's a battler. He's a yep. utility, but he's not breaking lines. Well, and he breaking was a halfback two years ago. Yeah. yeah. So I think they just realised that for Luai's game to be unlocked, he needs a beast outside him. Mm. Uh, and so they move Martin across there for that specific reason. Because <clears> so many, uh, we speak about it ad nauseum. The Panthers, 
whenever they need something to get out of trouble, Luai gets the ball and he gives it to his wide running forward. It used to be Kikau. Yep. Now it's Hosking. Uh, now it's uh, Ghana and also Liam Martin. So I don't. Yeah, I don't think any. Don't think too much. No, I don't think so. I just think that they know that on the other side, it's not because they're on the left side, aren't they? Luai, aren't they? Luai yeah. left. Yep. So it's left to right. They're passing. So basically, they they're banking on our left side is our strong side mm. at all times. Yep. Um, yeah. So because like look when you think about it, Liam Martin moved across there. He had seven tackle breaks in total. Ghana had nine. So at least, at the very least, there were probably 13 to 14 tackle breaks by a wide running forward on that edge. Yeah, that's fair. Going back to the, again, with the combinations, and particularly in the spine there, Sonny Luke, who Mitch Kenny went off for a while with HIA. I think Sonny had a HIA there as well at one point. But Sonny Luke, who will build into more game time as Mm. the season goes on, you could just tell how different it was for Sonny. He took off at times when he shouldn't have. There are times where Luai and Cleary was calling for early ball and he'd dart off and go the other way. And that's what he would have done all season. In New South Cup last year, he was such a key part. He's finding his feet in this side and the balance, it, it's all changed. Mm. So that's one between Cleary, Luai and Sonny Luke that it's going to take a bit of extra time, I think, for them to, to work each other's game out. For sure, because like... It's, it, it was an interesting dynamic. You could see they were more dangerous out of dummy half, mm. but you could also see moments where Luai was like, give me the ball, or Cleary was like, give me the ball. That's just going to take time. Like, yeah, like, yeah. And, and he had an injury in the off-season too at Hammy. Yeah, uh, yeah, he is actually recovering from that Hammy, so there is reason why Ivan Cleary is doing what he's doing, yeah. as, as we spoke about last week. Uh, so I think it will take a few more weeks till he's back to playing his best. But it, like you think about they've got a new hooker in him, even the left edge, like – the back row is gone. The wing is also gone, Taylor May. So, like, a lot has changed with this yep. side. It's, it is just going to take time, as it would for any other side. I think we're just so used to the Panthers being this invincible force that never gets anything wrong. Mm. It's going to take time. Yeah. Uh, now on to the Rabbitohs. Uh, what, what, what a performance. Like, what a gutsy, gutsy mm. performance. You know, we'll talk about the Knights being the gutsiest performance of the weekend, but I would say, bloody... You know, the Rabbitohs and Dolphins are up there. Like, what a gutsy performance. Um, what about Isaiah Tass? I know we we tipped him up um, before he'd even played first grade for the Rabbitohs, uh, and we basically said, like, he's the guy that can be that extra centre. But he's been outstanding in defence and attack. Like, he has been so good for the last few weeks. In a week, uh, you know, for our team of the week, in such a hot field of centres that killed it, he was probably uh, um, the forgotten guy there. I thought he was tremendous for South Sydney the other night. He was great. And you can, ju- you can just see him maturing week on week. And there was times when he came in last year and, like, we spoke about how he went in Queensland Cup and thought he could be the guy. There was also weeks last year in first grade where I went, is he the guy? Mm. Is he? But he's just – same as um, Lockie Ellis. He's just improving week on week. It's great to see. Uh, oh, absolutely. And I think it was, like, the first few weeks he struggled defensively. Yep. Then you go and look at this and you go – he had a try, 168 run metres, 19 runs, three tackle breaks, a line break, 12 tackles, zero misses. I mean, what a knock. What a knock against the reigning premiers. It's just, yeah, it's, it's a sign of a really good club. You can take a guy that was with the Dogs, went up to the Broncos, couldn't get a start at either of those clubs, comes yeah. down to Rabbitohs and all of a sudden is killing it. Yeah. And, and, like, that's also – that's going up against the right edge. That's not the edge that's had all the changes. That's Stephen Crichton and Brian mm. Toto. I know. It's fucking not bad at all. And Nathan uh, Cleary, Liam Martin. Yeah. Like, it doesn't get – it's a – like, you, you wouldn't be able to form any better rep edges than that, yep. realistically. Uh, and we'll talk about it uh, quickly uh, in regards to – because, like, what, what can we add to the conversation? You know, we'll obviously three white fellas or four white fellas. 
But the, the troll situation and the, the racist remarks, I'm not even Indigenous and I'm sick of it. And I, I, so imagine how he feels. And we, we don't even see, we don't, like the lived experience troll has to go through. Now I understand he's a superstar. I understand he makes a lot of money. That does not excuse this stuff. There is no amount of money that would ever soften the blow of something like that. We're talking hundreds of years of history behind comments like that, that he has to deal with. We're talking about every day he wakes up and he has to consider that. It is unbelievable. And some people might try to say, oh, you know, he's 15, the kid allegedly, reportedly or whatever. I'm sorry, when you're 15, you know not to say racist remarks. That's a learned behavior. He's heard people that have either raised him or people around him saying that. Now, Nico Hines has kind of come out and said, you know, we, we should, you know, instead of punishing him, we should bring him into the All-Stars. Uh, you know, I, I do believe he should be punished, but I also believe that what's, again, this is just a white person's opinion. I have no say in it. Like, what does my opinion matter on it? But I do think education is best because if you can turn that kid around, that's one less racist. Now, is it the responsibility of Indigenous people to do that? No, it's not. It's, it, they should not have to take time out to educate people, to treat them as a fucking human being at all. Um, but if they are willing, I do think education is key. It really is key. Yeah, and I don't want to speak for you, but this show's called Bloke. Mm. Part of that is decency. Mm. And that I just, you know, whoever, man, child, whoever it is, you've got family, you've got friends. If you hear your family or friends doing it, pull them up. It's, uh, like, and I'm, I'm sorry, you have to, but it's outrageous. And I, you know, as you said, education. Mate, I, I used to be a teacher. I taught at a school that had about sixty percent um, Indigenous, right? And just the education that you got from being in the school and being mm. around those, and like the appreciation that all, you know, all the other kids had for that culture, was unbelievable. It mm. was great education. It isn't just a throwaway line. It's a proper fucking thing. It matters. Works. We all. That's a thing. Like. We all got educated. Like yeah. I grew up, I didn't know anything about the indigenous culture. We learned it in study of religion and that was it. So I knew a little bit about the dream time. I had no idea until I t started playing rugby league and I, an indigenous family essentially took me in. I was sleeping on their bloody couch and floor and took care of me. And that's where I learned about their incredible culture. Yeah. And just that there is a culture that is separate to our own, that is different to our own. So anyway, um, I feel for Latrell because so he plays he has that happen to him comes out plays incredibly the mental toughness of this guy is amazing but then on top of all that he has the decency he could have easily said fuck this i'm going in the changing room and finish the game or whatever he gets interviewed by channel nine he's upbeat he's happy he just asks him can we not talk about it and i just think it's so sad that he is so used to this happening that he has to go no nah, let's not talk about it because he doesn't want to have to deal with the backlash which is fucking crazy that he gets abused and then he'll get backlash even more if he comes out and stands up for himself. Yeah. That's the position this poor bloke's in now. And it's the only thing that makes it tough because Luttrell has been the guy that has stood up to this stuff for so long and I've respected him for it for so long. And I know, I know it's easy for me to say, but I really hope Luttrell doesn't back down from this sort of stuff. Well, it's, but it's like he's a person first. Yeah, no, 100%. human first. Yeah. Like his mental health matters. Yep. He can't be fighting battles in the media every single week. It's bullshit that he's even in this position. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's, it's disgusting. And, you know, some people try to make it, oh, it happened out here or was this jersey or was that jersey. This is not a rugby league phenomenon. This is an Australian-wide situation. It has nothing to do with the Penrith Footy Club or anything like that. This is deeper than rugby league. 
Uh, so yeah, very very sad, very sad that that happens. And I my and I just hope the trail's all good. And I know he will be all good because he's fucking mental, more mentally tough than most people. Um, it's just like I saw on social media so much the argument. Oh, the person said it's in this jersey. Not the fucking point. <laughs> Doesn't matter. So far from the point, it's not even funny. What do you reckon? Like clubs are going out there telling their fans to do that. Fuck. Every club promotes. Every club has a huge indigenous part of it. It's not. It's not about it club. So. Yeah. Anyway, just a, just a sad, just sad, man. It sucks that that we still have people that do things like that. And once again, JD, the coach, absolutely nailed it. Yeah, because he. I, what I loved most about it is like, yeah, the words were good or whatever. But what I loved about it was the emotion of it. You the could intent, tell he yeah. cared. He cared about Latrell. He cared about the situation. Um, so anyway, get back into rugby league. Hopefully, trolls all good. And however they, ha- you know, decide to handle it, um, we should all get behind them for it. Uh, who else uh, stood out for you guys? Cookie was uh, had some good moments. Uh, got through a bunch of work. Uh, Keon got through a bunch of work as he always does. He isn't he just like Keon, almost like. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You know, he had his breakout kind of boom year last year, but he's just so consistent now. He's one of those guys now that we just expect, expect it every single week. Mm. And you get it every single week. He, he reminds me, he probably doesn't have as higher upside, but he's a bit like um, Olakwato. You just, you get used to the amount of work he does and you, get, mm. and you just expect it and then you get used to it. Mate, I thought the one that was a standout for me, Shaq Mitchell. So good again. One of the best players on the field, two games in a row now. Oh, incredible. We, we, we sat there last week, didn't we? And we, we saw that with Totola gone, Jai Arrow gone, we needed, or the Bunnies, I should say, needed someone to step up and fill the void of these blokes. Because going to Penrith, off a loss, Penrith being off a loss, that is, it could have gotten ugly pretty quickly. Mm. To Shaq, for Shaq to step up and play 51 minutes, he ran for 155 metres, he was the bloke who did it for him last mm. week. It was outstanding. So the Bunnies, they've got a few middles coming back in the next few weeks. Jeez, uh, they'll, they'll take this... They'll remember this game for a long way into the season. Yeah, they're looking good, Bunnies. They really are. Like, I'm excited for them. And obviously, Shaq Mitchell was fantastic. I think the other one to mention is David Mwali. He only played 25 minutes. I've been told that if everyone was fit this week, he wouldn't have played. Mm. So for a young guy playing hurt like that, going out to Penrith mm. to start against Fish and these sort of guys, um, credit to him. I think it was pretty evident that he wasn't at 100%. Mm. But I guess that, that's – obviously, you can talk more about it, but I think that's part of your progression of being a first grader. You play hurt. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for I sure. Think it's, it's something that a, that a lot of fans sleep on sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's part of learning too. Like when you're younger, you're almost like, oh, I'm not 100%, I'm not playing. Yeah. Because like I want to go out there and play my best. But you've got to learn that when you play in NRL, you will never be 100%. If you're 100% in an NRL side, you are not having a dig. Yeah. Like it's it's just impossible. You can't, you can't get through the training. Every single player you see run out in that field has an injury that they're carrying. It's And so... As you get older and the older boys tell you this, they're like, guys, you will always be carrying an injury. So you need, you need to accept that that is a part of rugby league. Um, yeah, so Miley, that's great that they've got a young, big forward that has that mental toughness at such a young age. Um, yeah, so 
great things for the Rabbitohs as in, in on the footy field great things for the Rabbitohs I thought it was interesting obviously ch- chasing points for a long time in this game and they used Blake Taft for seven minutes I mm. thought he might have got on a little bit early when they were chasing and I mean, I, 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 as I said before, I think JD's done so many things right, but I thought that was an interesting use of his interchange there. I just, where would you put him, like, when you get him on there? Oh, 100%, but I, I had that question before the game. I, I, I wouldn't have Blake Taff on my bench, personally. Mm. I'd mm. go in a different direction, especially when you're missing that many middles. But in a game where you were chasing points, I guess Matty might be the best person to ask, but mm. I, I just expected him to get on earlier than that. Mm. What do you reckon, Matty? Should have Taff been on earlier? or? It's um, a good question. I didn't actually really think about that. You're right though. Like, where where would you where would you put him? I don't like. It's not like Souser. I think starved of attacking weapons. I think he gets put on the bench as cover, as cover. more as cover. Yeah. Like, if if one of the halves goes down, if Trell goes down, if the hooker goes, you know what I mean? Like, I'm backing. Like, I love Taff, but I'm backing Latrell, Cody, and Cookie to like the points to come from there. Yeah, for mm. sure. So yeah. So, but it is interesting. Is like, do you waste a bench spot? Yeah. On a guy that may not play any minutes. Uh, that's obviously very nitpicky too, yeah yeah, very yeah. Nit- and going back to it we've mentioned him a few times a bit of an unsung hero for that team Saliva Havili isn't it mm. who's your middle forward who can cover halves who can cover yep. hooker you know he give, can give Cookie a spell at nine if he needs a break so invaluable to that bench oh mate when he got injured I literally went oh that sucks for South that's yeah. going to hurt them whereas when they signed him a year ago I sort of went okay yeah he'll be good in Reggie's yeah but he's, he's literally become a really important part yeah. of that footy side and how stoked would you be if you have really like not to have a crack at the Raiders, but you've gone from a side that you know just scraped into the eight to you could win a comp in the next year or two as off off the bench, like it's a fucking good win. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 